Hello everyone, good morning and welcome to yet another edition of Sports Hawk with Eberi. My name is Eberi Oji, your host on the show being aired on Anchor App. Here on the show we bring to you live updates on football events, games and activities all over the world. Like I always say, our center of reference remains football and everything that has to do with football. Yes, you are welcome and welcome once uh, again, yes. Now, um, we have a lot to talk about, we have to talk about. First of all, I want to say, how's your weekend? How's your weekend going? How's your day been? How has your week, like the entire week, the entire August precisely, has it been for you? Yes, it's been, it's been quite, well, it's been quite eventful, thank God. We thank, we thank God, we thank God. It's been, it's been okay, we thank God. Now, we have a lot to talk about today. We have transfers. The transfer market opened on the 6th of June 2022. And today, being the 27th day in the month of August 22, it will be ending on the 1st of September 22. Now, we have five days, roughly five Five days today is 27th right we have five more days five more nights before we call it a wrap in um, the 2022 2023 summer transfer market and in fact honestly it's been it's been <laughs> this is a market of it's it's one of a kind honestly and anyone say it's one of a kind this is a market that the the unimaginable happened we had the likes of clubs that never had funds getting key players a whole lot, a whole lot. Of course, you know what I'm talking about. It is uh, Barcelona. Barcelona has been on in the news all through the transfer market from June, July, even August. They've been in the news most times for the wrong reasons, most times um, for the right um, uh, right reasons. It's been unimaginable for that club, honestly. Imagine the likes of Lewandowski leaving Bayern Munich and joining Barcelona. And people were like, are you for real? Like, it's... It's, it's one heck of a record, honestly. It's one heck in their period of um lack of funds, they had to activate it. Was even in this transfer market that most of us knew what levers was all about, like economic levers, you know, you're leveraging on the things you have to 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 to, to, to source for funds outside to get funds. Like you have these are the things you have. You you, you sell part of them as in their shares and um, you get funds in return. So it was in this transfer market that most fans became statisticians, like they became record keep keepers you know okay we are going to activate this first level we're going to activate second level all right okay player is the player is going to um the the, the, the the club has accepted has agreed but the player does not want to go to the particular club that his parents club agreed you know uh, it is in this transfer market we hear things like that all our mi- mindset used to be once there's an agreement with the, with the club fam you, you're, you're good to go like everything is it's 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 all good and to, to go. But in this in this scenario, it's in this scenario, Barcelona got the likes of um, Rafinha. Barcelona got the likes of Kunde. Barcelona got the likes of um, Lewandowski. Barcelona got Kese, got Christensen on free transfers. And these guys are top players. And these guys are they are top 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 players. Do you understand? They are top players. Are you, they are top players, honestly. <laughs> it's in fact, I don't know, like it's it, it was it's unimaginable. A whole lot happened this period. A whole lot happened in the transfer in the transfer market. <laughs> a whole lot, and a whole lot is still gonna happen because it is this period. These five more days, we'll be seeing a lot of crazy transfers, like panic buys. Some are are, are world record. Some are shocking kind of um transfers. I, I, I'm talking about um, Newcastle. Newcastle shocked the world on Wednesday last week. They shocked the world just 
after an impressive game against them, um, Manchester City. Manchester City game, it, it ended 3-3. This was a club that considered four goals at St. James Park last season. This is the same club, Newcastle, that considered five goals to nil at the Etihad. In fact, they considered nine goals without, without scoring any goal against Manchester City last season. But this season, it was not... It, this, this particular game they played last, last week, Sunday, it was not um, um, as usual. In fact, Manchester City had to come from the back to get the equalizing goals. I'm telling you. Almarion scored. Callum Wilson scored. Trippier scored. Like it was 3 1. I'm telling it was three goals to nil. Three goals to one, rather. Manchester City, they were losing at the 64th minute. And somehow, somehow, somehow. They, they they were able to you know pull two more goals back. I'm going to talk about the stats, the statistics, like um the um the kind of tactics rather Eddie Howe used in that game. He used the 3-2-5. 3-2-5. He played three at the back. Steve both Steve Boatman, Steven Boatman. Um, he had them um, Danny Bonds, Dan Bonds, and um Scare at the three-man defense up front. Trippier that plays as a um, right as a, as a right right back. He was up front, like he was leading. He was amongst the attack, the five-man attacking force. Then we had um, what's this guy's name again? Bruno, Bruno. That is for the two-man defense. We had um, Bruno Gomaris and um, Willock at the as the two-man defense dictating play. Then up front we had massive attack. It was massive attack, massive attack. We had Jolitin up there. We had. Um, Allen sent Maxim up there. We had Callum Wilson. We had Almario and then Trippier. It was so it was difficult for Pep's side to be able to because it was massive attacking. And when coming back to defend, this the likes the, the likes of Jolitin would you know team up with Trippier and the other three. It was massive attacking, massive defending. So it was really 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 difficult when they were attacking. When they when they attack when the Newcastle team against Man City when they attack from that game when they attack, it's it's. It's all round like they it, it it's it's hard for you to get the ball off their leg like yes. Bruno gives the ball to Jolitin. Jolitin gives the ball to um Alan Saint Maxim. That guy is something else. Last season and two for like two seasons and all he has he was. He's he's very good at dribbling. Do you understand? One on one, he takes you takes you takes them um, defenders on one on one. But his finishings were always poor. Is either the ball doesn't get to the right person he wants to pass the ball to, or he's he he shoots off target. But in that game against Manchester, in fact, since the season started, he has been up and doing like he has upped his game. He dribbles, does the one on one, does the arouti, and he's 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 um um ball, uh, ball passing um, um um play has he has improved. Is either he's hitting the target? It goes into a corner, or he's giving that ball to either Callum Wilson or anyone up front. And this is a Newcastle after a 3-3 draw against Manchester City. They went ahead to do a break, a world record, a world record fee. Jolitin used to be their world record, um, world record um, um fee they played, uh, they paid for a player. That's Jolitin when they bought him. They bought him over for something million pounds. But this, they, they had a deal on Wednesday. Alexander Isak. It's no more a Real Sociedad player. He is now a Newcastle player. The deal was, it was done. He, he, in fact, he carried shirt. He carried shirt on Friday. A 63 million pounds worth. Is, in fact, it is a, it's 70 million euros, around 63 million pounds. That, was, that is what they paid for Real Sociedad's striker. Swedish 
striker, Alexander Isak, the tall, lanky, powerful, modern kind of um, striker, modern kind of number one. That is the person they got for 63 million pounds, 60, 63 million pounds. That it is massive. Like no one saw it coming. No, there were you know there were no links. You know, in the transfer market, you get transfer rumors. Um, this club is actually being linked to this particular player. Their talks are ongoing, negotiations are ongoing. You know, the club rejected a bid, you know, stuff like that. At least you're following the news one after we didn't hear anything. The only thing we heard was Newcastle and Resistance has agreed a world record fee for the transfer of Alexander Isak from Real Sociedad to Newcastle. Contracts have been, you know, they're about to sign the contracts and stuff like that. And he'll be heading over to England for his medicals. For his medicals and unveiling. It was, it was under, under, under 48 hours all these things happened. To tell you that Arab money, eh? Hey. <laughs> Arab money is something else, I'm telling you. They do their business. Like, they don't, like, this um, private investment fund, that's the PIF, the Newcastle owners. They did their business smoothly. There was no, no much talk. Initially, they wanted Ekiteke, Hugo Ekiteke, that used to play for Rennes, but um, he 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 joined um he joined um, PSG, and he has not even played any game since he joined. Like he's just warming the bench. I don't think he even gets to the bench. I don't know why they bought that guy. They just allowed him to go to Newcastle or any other club that wanted him. So Hugo is is on the bench because who will you bench in PSG? Is it Mbappe? Or, 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 or Neymar, Neymar that has over how many goals and how many, over six assists and like four or five, five goals or thereabouts in the first three games they've played so far. So is it Neymar you're going to bench? Is it Mbappe? Is it Messi? Who exactly are you going to bench? The Maria found out that limit, um, um, chances for him to play football will be limited. When he ran down his contract, he left. He didn't extend. He left on a free transfer to Juventus. And he's thriving well in Juventus. He's doing well in Juventus. In his first game, he, he scored a goal in his debut. So... Who exactly is Hugo Ekiteke going to bench? So th that is the thing. I felt his agent, they didn't do well. They should have just joined Newcastle. But then, um, um, it's every disappointment is, is a blessing in this guy because you won't, if you have a Hugo Ekiteke and Alexander Isak, you're keeping both of them on the same pedestal. Of course, most definitely, you're going to pick Alexander. He's 22 year old, he's a 22 year old Swedish player. And he's a modern kind of, he's a modern kind of um, striker. He's a technical, he's a position. You know, one thing about um, Eddie Howe is that he does positional kind of football. Look at his tactics, 3-2-5. 3-2-5. And they start, their they attacking force starts from the left-hand side. Like, they push these balls to the left-hand side. Because they know Joliti makes very good runs. Gives the ball to um, um, Alan St. Maximum. That's the French, French, um, French winger. From the left, they connect these balls to those in the middle. Of course, the strikers are already inside the 18-yard box of the opposition play, trying to see the ball get to them. The strikers, they don't go to start hustling for ball. No, they don't do that. Those things are being done by Bruno, Bruno Gomares and them um, Willock. So once this ball starts from the left-hand side to build that attack from the left-hand side, it gets to them. They are already in the box, waiting to other tap in. Do you understand? To wedge off defenders and score that, that goal. That is exactly what Isak does. Like, he is very good at positional play. He knows how to... You know, sh struggle it out with defenders when he gets the ball and score goals. And that he scores with the header, he scores with, as in he's very good at that. He's, he's a modern kind of striker. He's very, very good. So the pattern of play Newcastle does, like the, the kind of play, their tactics, the patterns, the formations they do, suits his style of play. Too. So it's more, more like a match made in heaven. It's a match made in heaven. I don't know if he will be playing their games to... Um, 
I don't know if you'll be playing. They play. They take on. Oh, one minute, please. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see who they will be playing again. Okay, they will take it. They'll be playing Wolves on Sunday. They'll play Wolves on tomorrow. They're playing Wolves, but tomorrow, yes. Yeah. So I am. Um, I don't know. I don't think he will because he just joined yesterday. Probably he will sit it out. Sit down. Though he played. He, he played a game against uh, against uh, Barcelona and scored. Yeah. Was it Barcelona? Yes. He played again against Barcelona and scored. Before the gates of heaven, the gates of hell, went all as it got, <laughs> was opened and the goal started coming in for Barcelona. Barcelona won that game by four goals to one. And his, the one was just his goal. The likes of Asufati scored. Asufati assisted Dembele to score. Lewandowski assisted Lewandowski to score. And then, um, Dembele assisted them. Lewandowski scored twice. And Fati got a goal, and Dembele also got a goal. So the game ended four goals to one against the Real Sociedad. That was his last game as a La Liga player. Now he is in England, and he is in Newcastle. Kudos to Eddie Howe. Like it's a good one. I like the synergy that that I like the I like the fact that um Newcastle they trust Eddie Howe. I guess they extended his contract. It's not about going for very big managers. You can actually go with a particular manager and and a manager that you know he's young and he's improving and you mold him into you know into what give him what he wants and mold him into what what you feel he would become. Yes. From that stage like that, Eddie Howe is a very is a is a fantastic he did well in Bournemouth. It was a piece that he had to go they, they relegated from some seasons back. But he did well with Bournemouth and he's doing well with Newcastle. They've not lost, they have seven points. They won two games and, and drew one. I don't they've not gotten any loss this season. And they're gonna go far. It's a Newcastle team is a team you you don't put you don't you don't push aside. I see them winning against Wolves tomorrow. Yes. By two PM tomorrow. I see them winning at away against Wolves. They need to get back to winning ways. I know Wolves made some very good transfer businesses. Do you understand? Like they got in players, um, in, in, in got in players and all that. But then I don't see a Wolves stand being a, a strong barricade. Even if there'll be something for Wolves in that game, it should be a draw. I don't see Wolves winning against Newcastle. That's the fact. I don't see them winning at all against um against the Newcastle. It's not possible. It's not possible. Now moving on to other games that was played um last last um weekend. We have a Leeds versus a Chelsea. Um, Leeds United, kudos, conduct, congratulations, you did well, you deserved to win that game, like, you battered, you, you, you trashed and battered uh, Chelsea, right, uh, rightly, because I don't see a reason why, if, if, um, if, um, players won't play well, like, they play off, and you expect them to win the game, it's not like that, it doesn't happen that way, Leeds, we are, the second balls, Chelsea didn't win second balls, and that, see, eh, football, you try as much as possible to win second because it's from the second balls that they build on attacks. On the second balls, they build on defense. Once you miss the second second balls, winning second balls, it becomes an issue. It becomes an issue. Mendy, I don't understand. Ever since Mendy went to the Afcon and came back, he has not been the same Mendy that won the Champions League for Chelsea. He has not been the same Mendy that won goalkeeper of the year in the UEFA goalkeeper of the year. He has not been that same person. He has not been the same person that won Afcon for. Senegal that stopped those shots for Senegal. Like he's been a different. It's as though the Mendy we knew before is on vacation somewhere, and another man, his twin, that doesn't know how to, that doesn't, that that, that is not confident in himself, is back at Chelsea. He has made some very terrible mistakes. Last season against Real Madrid, we were losing by two goals to one. We came in with a game plan, bringing in Kovacic in that game. Forty-six. The game started forty-five, forty-six minutes, forty-six going to seven minutes. Mendy caused a, 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 a mistake and. Um, 
Benzema scored a hat trick. He scored his third goal of the, of, of the game. He disorganized many many disorganized them um, the team. Those organized the team against West Ham last season. That West Ham when Chelsea lost um, yes Chelsea lost by three goals to one or thereabouts. It was the same thing. It was this very same thing Mendy did. Like three goals to two rather that last season. You don't you you know you are not you are not a ball playing kind of defender. Do you understand? You, you you know you're not a you're not a ball playing kind of defender. You know you know a ball playing kind of defender. Do you understand? So don't don't um don't you don't use your legs like to start dribbling inside your six yard box. You don't do that, Mendy. You don't do that. You're not an Edison that you're not a couture that knows how to you know absorb pressure in his six yard box comf- comfortable without giving the ball away. He was as, as though he was he was he was dancing um, at logo. I don't understand. I don't I don't get. You don't do such in your six yard box. You have to allow Erasin from Leeds to run to you and try to win the ball. And when he found out that you are not steady, you are not confident, he got that ball from you and scored a very. In fact, a blind man will score that goal. Eh? Do you understand? If a, a, a blind man will score, will score that goal comfortably. You don't do things like that, and that particular thing disorganized. It it this it it's disorganized the team. It is disorganized this organized the team. Like I don't know, Chelsea didn't play anything. Set pieces that we don't. Um, Chelsea does not consider set pieces. It, it takes time for them to consider. On two occasions now against Tottenham, we considered Chelsea considered a set piece because a corner and considered from that corner against uh, uh, against them um, Leeds United. It was a free kick, and we considered, and just just considered a free, a cheap free kick. It might, it's those goals, those two goals were. It was not even supposed to have happened. It was not even supposed to have happened. So this is something Tuchel. I understand he tends to be a defensive-minded kind of football, but then I, I feel Tuchel should do something like this. Must be a change in his tactics. Like a change in his tactics would do the club a lot of good. A lot of you know trainings that trainings, trainings and trainings and trainings. Would do the club a lot, a lot of good. On, on honestly, trainings on how to how to defend set pieces, trainings on how to win second balls, trainings on how to attack great chances and score goals. Look at the likes of Arsenal. Look at the likes of Man City. Look at even 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 Man United that lost their first two games. The attackers have scored. Chelsea's attackers they've played three games, and they are yet to score a goal. Three games is just three goals they've scored so far. Giorgio, Kolibali, and Rizim. These people are defensive-minded kind of players. They attack at the likes of Sterling, Mount, Harvard. None of them is doing anything off there. It's interesting to see the kind of lineup they would have this as in today. They'll be playing against them, Leicester City at home by three. Do you understand? They're playing against Leicester City today by three at home, as in a Stanford Bridge. So um, we'll see what happens. Honestly, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um co- congratulations to Manchester United. Manchester United played well. Liverpool, before that game, I prayed that United will shock. United will shock the world. Like they will shock people. And indeed they shocked everyone. I, I talked about the pairing of um Veran and Alessandro Martinez at the heart of the defense. Don't play Maguire. Don't play Maguire. Just leave Maguire where he is. Do you understand? Don't play Maguire. Leave him. And exactly that was exactly what Tehang did. 
He did not play Maguire. He left Maguire. <laughs> he left Maguire. And you can see the result. The result was fantastic. Liverpool midfield. Okay. Um. Okay. Let, 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 let's let, let me explain further. Liverpool thrives with the wing backs, like they thrive with their wings. Anytime they lose the ball from the wing, do you understand? It is their midfield that tends to retrieve the ball back for them. It is their midfield that tends to retrieve the back the ball. Midfield is more like their engine room. If an opposition is trying to, uh, there's a transition from the opposition team, maybe from the opposition's defense to their own to uh, opposition's midfield. The midfield can't transit as in take that ball into to pass to the attackers because Liverpool's midfielders would try as much as possible to stop that transition from midfield from midfield to the attackers final as in the forwards. But the situation whereby mid, whereby Liverpool's midfield is not there, it becomes an issue. The workload becomes too much for the wing backs and for their wingers up front because. They are attacking-minded kind of uh, football team. Once they go forward with that ball, and they lose that ball, coming back to defend the ball, it becomes an issue. Their, 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 their defenders are left thin. You can see what happened, the way they, they consider the goal against them, against them, Man United. Against, you can see how Rashford, it was Rashford scored his goal. Um, um, Sancho scored as well. Do you understand? So, it becomes an issue, and I am com I'm, I'm surprised that we have five more days for the transfer, for the transfer market, for the transfer market to um, for the transfer market to end. Do you understand? The transfer market and and Klopp has not done anything. He's not doing anything regarding getting a player, getting a midfielder. We had likes of Matthias Nunes that finally joined Wolves from Sporting Lisbon. That guy is a very very good. He's attacking minded. He's a very good central um, central defensive midfielder. They didn't get him, and he joined Wolves. Lucas Paqueta is going to have his medicals today from Lyon. We have Parades, Parades, Lissandro Parades, that plays for PSG, and he'll be joining Juventus on a loan deal. He, 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 it's something I feel Liverpool should hijack that deal. Yes, Liverpool should hijack. Liverpool should try to 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 hijack that deal. Else. <laughs> Else, it's gonna be a strong like, or try to get a midfielder because you can't be playing Henderson. You can't be playing Henderson. You can't be playing um um uh, Milner. Fabio is is he's just trying to come back from injury. Um, Thiago Thiago Lacatra is injured. Nabiketa is injured. Who else again? Okay, Kutus Jones is young. Um, Elliot is young. Like I don't think they will be able to withstand the pressure of playing ninety minutes against a strong-minded. As in, uh, they'll be overwhelmed. If they, if in that they'll be overwhelmed, they will overwhelm them. Other the opposition team will overwhelm them. Cavio is young, so, so they need an experienced midfielder. Just yesterday, been yesterday, been uh, finally, Klopp acknowledged that indeed he would want to try and get at least a midfielder. Midfielder, the right to I don't know what he means by the right to, but he needs he, he else is gonna it's gonna be a long season for Liverpool. It's gonna be a long, long season for Liverpool. Yes, they're gonna they take they, they, they are playing against Bournemouth. Yeah, they're gonna play against Bournemouth at home today by 3 p.m. I feel they should be able to win that game. Bournemouth, they are, they are, I don't think Bournemouth is a threat. I don't. I, I keep saying Bournemouth is likely to go back to relegation. I, I feel they'll be going back, um, going back, um, 
they'll be going back um they'll be going back um they'll, it's likely they'll be relegated i don't see there's nothing about i see them relegating i don't see i don't see anything too be too fantastic about Bournemouth. yes so now moving on what else in the transfer market we have milik milik has finally joined um, um juventus initially juventus wanted the pay the pay they had already agreed a deal with um he was going to um terminate his contract with barcelona and finally joined juventus on a free on a free transfer it has already been agreed between clubs but now but then the wanted something higher he wanted a bigger pay he wanted over 8.5 million euros and um, juventus were like we don't pay that here we don't pay that here. it became an issue and they called it off so the pay is not leaving barcelona for now until maybe another deal in europe comes up they actually juventus now went for milik 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 used to play for napoli from napoli he went to marcel now he has joined yeah, in fact, he was unveiled yesterday morning. He was unveiled yesterday morning as a Juventus um, player. As a Juventus player, he's there on loan with an option to buy. He's on loan. No, they got yes. But I know he's a Juventus player. He came from Marcel. The likes of the Napoli fans will not like this at all, at all, at all. They will not. They won't like this. They won't like this story. <laughs> they won't like this story at all because man, uh, uh this used to be our key player before. Plays very good. Ten. He plays as a winger. Like he plays very, very good football. And now leaving to come and join our rivals. Leaving, he left to myself for myself. He's not joining our rivals. He's do not really sit down well. We sit well. Sit down well for um <laughs> for for um Napoli fans. But then football is football. It doesn't matter who plays in whose um club. Yes. Now um Kunde finally got registered. Talks. We had different types of um, talks about um, like well, the charity funds that were generated from the charity match between um, Barcelona and Manchester City. It was played in a 3-3 draw. It was played on Wednesday. So they said the proceeds from that draw, proceeds from that game was something they had to use to um, register Kunde. Another, another report says that they had to do auditing again, audit their accounts with um, La Liga and found out that it was even La Liga. La Liga had opportunity to have registered him all the way, but they were just the ones proving strong. They were strong-headed that um, Barcelona threatened to sue FA, as La Liga FA. I don't know how that works, but that, those are the kind of news. Bottom line, Joe Skunde has been registered and he'll be playing on Sunday being tomorrow against um, Real Valladolid. Yes, he'll be playing against Real we're playing against your by the lead to tomorrow. Yes, we're playing. We're making his debut officially. He played in the 3-3 draw. Uh, it's a charity game. Yes, it's a charity game now. So it's not as though maybe you need to be registered to play a charity game. Charity game is more like a precision game. So he will be playing against Real Valladolid tomorrow by 6.30 p.m. Everyone would want to watch to see how Juskunde will fare in his first game as a Barcelona player. Officially as a Barcelona player. Yes. So um, moving on. Um, kudos, 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 kudos to Alex, Alexia Putalis. Postalis of Barcelona Femina, that's for Barcelona women. He she won um, the UEFA Women's um, uh, Player of the Year, Women's Player of the Year back to back. She won the last one last uh, season, uh, two seasons ago, and now she uh, the season they won the Champions League, and now they, she has won this one. Despite um she she's been out for like she been out for a long period of time because she has an, she had an ACL surgery, had an ACL surgery, so. She did well last season. At least Barcelona, she helped Barcelona to get to the finals. The finals of the Women's um, Champions League where they lost uh, to Lyon. They lost to Lyon. So, Putalis, um, congratulations. Like Zia Putalis, congratulations. And also, congratulations uh, to Karim Benzema of Real Madrid for winning the men's category of the UEFA uh, as a men's award. Be best player uh, award. Player of the year award. 
We are waiting for the Ballon d'Or come October. No one is dragging that Ballon d'Or with him at all. He did exceptionally well last season. And he has started off. Of course, he has over two goals. Okay, but yeah, he has two goals in the La Liga now. It's a good one. I, I really, he, It's something he has worked tirelessly for. And congratulations, Karim Benzema. Congratulations. And also congratulations to Don Carlo Ancelotti for winning the best coach of the year. The UEFA best coach of the year. He won the Champions League, as we all know. He has won this Champions League four times. He won with us, um, AM, AC Milan, um... Real Madrid twice. I mean, three times or thereabouts. Like, he, he's won. He, he's something that... Okay, he won with... No, he didn't win with Bayern Munich. Like, he has won this this trophy four times. So, it's a good one. It's a very good one. Congratulations, Don Ancelotti. Congratulations. It's a good one. Now, there's a breaking news that uh, kicked off yesterday night. A breaking news last night. How's it that Chelsea and um, Leicester City... We are still talking about transfers. Chelsea and Leicester City have finally agreed a deal for 21-year-old Wesley Fofana. The deal is over £75 million with add-ons. Some are saying £70 million straight, ca- straight cash. And then add-ons might be up to... It's, not, it's, go- it's going to be up to um, a world record for a defender. We don't know the exact details until... On, uh, we, we, I believe we'll be hearing the exact details, but I believe it, it's from £70-75 million. Three bids they are placed for this guy and three of them we are reject. This is the fourth bid and Leicester finally succumbed. This is succumbed and said the guy wants to leave. He wants to leave. It's a good one. He's gonna sign a six-year contract with Chelsea till 2028. At 21, you're signing you'll be 27 in six six years from now. So it's a long-term investment. Long-term investment Chelsea Chelsea is getting. And he's a very, very good defender. People said the price tag. And I'm telling people that, no, it's not all about the price tag. Remove the price tag. It is Leicester City that hyped that price tag. The guy said in his, the second price, that's over 65 million, that um, Chelsea came for the second bid that was rejected. He, Wesley, Wesley Fofana said he felt that amount was enough to price him away from Leicester City. I'm telling you. That amount was super enough to price him from Leicester City, but it didn't happen. Yes, it did not happen. So, but finally, it has finally happened, and I believe all the club, as in he's he's um he he's going to be he's excited with this deal because he so 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 dearly wanted to join Chelsea. In fact, he has missed he missed after the Arsenal game that they got trashed four two. He missed the, the the last game they played, and he's going to miss today's game. Of course, he it's been all all but confirmed. He's going to miss the game against Chelsea. Yes, he's going to meet game against Chelsea because he's trying to, you know, trying to sign contracts, trying to dot the I's, cross the T's, and ensure that he leaves for his medicals as a Chelsea player and official unveiling. Before before tomorrow evening, I feel all these things will be done and he'll become officially a Chelsea player. Signing him would mean Chaloba. Trevor Chaloba will be leaving either to Albi Leipzig or AC Milan. I, I was um, listening to something on radio this morning, early hours of today, as in the morning, and some um, commentators were like, some guys we are saying why would Chelsea want to loan out um, Chaloba? This one happened. This one happened. He needs game time. Look at um, Arsenal for instance. Now, Saliba was signed by by um, what's this? What's my Emery? Saliba was signed by Emery, but Saliba didn't start any game for Arsenal. He did not start any game at all for Arsenal. He was sent out on loan twice. He was sent out. Yes, he spent two years on loan at Marcel. Does it mean he was not okay for them? He was not fit enough. He needed to get, get game time. These guys are young. I guess Chaloba should be like 22 or thereabouts. He needs game time to get used to, as in, 
to be able to build himself up. Thiago Silva is not going to play. He's not going to play forever. He just has two years in his contract. Yes. He has two years in his contract. Kolibali is four years. They gave him four years. He's 31. They gave him... In the next four years, he'll be 35. So I feel there is still an opportunity for Chaloba to thrive at Chelsea. Chaloba is 22. Um, this other guy that was sent alone at Brighton, what's his name again? Um, Colwell. He's like 19, 18. And then we have uh, um, Wesley Fofana. That's three-man defense. Like, and they are young. So I feel once this, the likes of Kolibali, the likes of Togo um, Silva, finally phases off. I'm not saying that these other players would have to wait for them to phase off. But the likes of Kolibali, at least he'll be there to guide these ones, guide these ones, guide these youngsters well when they finally return from loan. So this loan deal to be a good one, because of course you want to put him on the bench. He while he, while in, in his talent to be wasted. He needs to go out on loan. And somebody will say, why do you want to buy Wesley for Fana? For Fana is a steal buy. At 21, there are more. As it, there's, there's an improvement. There's, there's this space for improvement. You can see Chelsea is giving him six years. There's still time to improve. To improve very, very well. It's a long-term investment. Like it's an, a future kind of a futuristic kind of investment. The kind of players Chelsea have been buying, the likes of Chukwemeka, Canary, the likes of uh, Kas, um, Kasadiai, uh, a whole lot of young, young stars. And there's this other star, uh, Asen. Um, that he's uh, he's um he's a he's um a Russian, he's I guess he's twenty one no he's nineteen another nineteen ish nineteen twenty, and he plays very good football. That Chelsea Chelsea has submitted a fifteen million um, euros bid for him. They are picking up these top stars from different countries from different leagues because they know in the next two three years most of our old players will have have phased off, and these players would mingle with the likes of um, Mount, the likes of um Rich James, like it would be almost the same age bracket. You're not going to go out now and start buying players because you've built your own from the from the from the youth team. You've built them and integrated them into the first team. That's what I feel. That's exactly what um that's exactly what I feel is happening. So it's a good buy. It's a good buy. Now Anthony and um, United. I don't understand Ajax. I don't understand Ajax. Ajax got this guy two seasons. I mean two three two seasons ago. After. Um, um, what's his name left after um, Ziyech left and joined Chelsea three seasons ago rather after Ziyech left and joined, Ch joined Chelsea now my United came with 80 million euros you said no my United has submitted a 90 million euros that is 90 million pounds and you're saying no why this guy has vented out his frustration that he needs to leave that he does said two years he doesn't because he wants to play in a competitive league the IS, the, the, um, the Netherlands um, the Netherlands um, league that's the Eredivisie it's not a competitive kind of league he wants to play in a competitive league to stand a chance to play in the World Cup with Brazil Brazil is, is star studded star studded we have the likes of um, Neymar we have the likes of Rafinha playing as we they can play as Edda Wings so he needs to play regular football in a competitive league to stand a chance a starting chance in the Brazilian national team. That is one of the major reasons why he wants to leave Ajax. And a team has brought that huge amount of money to buy this player from you. And you're saying no. Why? It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense at all. Allow this guy be. Allow this guy join. We have five more days. Let's see what happens in the five more days. Let's see what happens. Now, moving on to the fixtures of the weekend. Yesterday, we had over four um, um, in five Four out of the five top leagues played football yesterday, Friday night football yesterday, uh, 20, being the 26th day in the month of um, of August. In the La Liga, we had um, Gerona versus Celta Vigo. Celta Vigo won that game by a goal to nil. 
It was at Gerona's home and they lost that game. So Tavigo won the game by a goal to nil. Real Betis won against Osasuna by a goal to nil. Real Betis won Osasuna nil. In the Serie A, we have a Monza, Mon Monza versus Udenese. I, I made a prediction that Udenese should be winning this game or at least over 2.5. And that was exactly how they played the game yesterday night. We have um, Monza versus Udenese. Udenese won that game by two goals to one. Lazio won, did a shocker against Lazio. Lazio, that's Sarri. Saribor did a shocker against them. Simeon Inzaghi's Inter Milan. Saribor won the game by three goals to one against them. Inter Milan. Against Inter Milan. In fact, at the 69th minute, when it was just 1-1, Lukaku was subbed off and brought they brought in Zeko. Meaning the manager didn't even believe that Lukaku would spin up a surprise. He had, he scored the first goal. That was against Sampdoria. There about their first game. Their first game in, 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 of the season. This is their third game of the season. Their first game of the season. He scored the goal. In the second game, he made an assist for um, Lazio Martinez goal. So this one, Martinez pulled one back for Inter Milan when it was one one. But then, um, Sarri had other things upstairs and they, they scored two more goals. With even Pedro, former Chelsea player, scored a goal. The third goal that was over eighty-six minutes or thereabout, and they won that game by three goals to one. At their home top. So it's a good one for Sarri. It's a good one for Lazio. It's a good one for Lazio. Bundesliga, we had Freeburg versus Boncom. It's uh, Freeburg won that game. I predict that Freeburg will be winning the game. Freeburg won that game by a goal to nil. In the League One, we have AC Ayako versus Lily. Lily won that game by three goals to one. Three goals to one. Now moving on to the games we have uh, for today and tomorrow. And of course, on Monday, today being the 27th of August, Saturday, we have um, in the EPL, we have Southampton will take on Manchester United by 12.30 p.m. This afternoon is an early kickoff. Southampton versus Manchester United. I feel Manchester United should be winning this game. They are not going to lose because they are up on top. Lissandro Martinez, Varane, you know, Eriksen. They have Casimiro. It's like Casimiro will be making his debut in this game. Um, Bruno Fernandes, Sancho, Rashford. That they are all pumped up. And it's likely, uh, what's his name again? Um, Ronaldo will be starting the game. It's likely he might start because this guy is out injured. Marshall is at injured. I don't know what the kind of setup, but I feel Ronaldo will make get some minutes, unlike the minutes he got in the last game that they won against uh, Liverpool. So Southampton versus uh, Manchester United by 12:30 p.m. But you don't Southampton, Southampton. Che Adams is there. Joe Aribo has been okay. He has been doing very good for his new club side after he joined from Rangers during the, this transfer market. So this transfer in the transfer just few months ago during this transfer window. Southampton versus Manchester United by 12:30 p.m. today. Then by 3 p.m. we have over four five games that we played. More like um a goal rush. Most games we played by 3 p.m. in the EPL today. We have Brentford versus Everton by 3 p.m. Congratulations, Everton! Finally, you got you've got yourself a striker. Neil Malpe joined joined Everton on a, on a permanent deal from Brighton. He joined Everton now. He they finally got in a striker. But I kept asking, why will you sell Richarlison for 60 million pounds and you're yet to get a transfer and you get you get to get a, a, a striker? It doesn't make sense. Calvin Lewin is out injured. I heard he'll be coming back in like a week or thereabouts. Coming back. From injury, but then you needed an out and out striker, and thank thankfully they have finally gotten themselves a striker. They don't want to sell Gordon fine. They don't want to sell Gordon to Chelsea. Um, Lampard said just uh, that um, Gordon is worth hundred million pounds for a player that just has four goals and three assists in fifty nine games. I'll pass, please. I'll pass. All this, <laughs> I'll pass. So Brighton will take on Everton by three pm. I see Brighton winning this game. I see Brighton. They they play very good football. The likes of Ivan Tony, I see him scoring very good, as uh, scoring well, scoring a goal and assist. They play good football. It is a Brighton versus Everton by three pm. 
I mean, Brentford, rather. Brentford, not Brighton, please. Brentford versus Everton by 3 p.m. today. Brighton will take on Leeds United by 3 p.m. today as well. Chelsea take on Leicester City by 3 p.m. today. Liverpool versus Bournemouth by 3 p.m. And, the final, and finally, for the 3 p.m. games, um, we have Manchester City versus Crystal Palace. Manchester City will be taking on Crystal Palace at the Etihad. I see Manchester City winning the game, considering the fact that Crystal Palace didn't allow them to win any of their fixtures last season when they faced each other. It was a 1-1, 0-0 draw. It was draws all through. They didn't, get a, they didn't get three points from Crystal Palace. I see them getting three points from Crystal Palace in this game. I, I, I see them getting a better, being a better side in this, in this game because they wouldn't want to get a draw or a lose. A against Crystal Palace. They almost lost their game last week against them, um, Newcastle. So I don't, I don't see that happening um, today. I don't see that happening. The game will be played by 3 p.m. today. Brighton versus Leeds. It's... I, I see Leeds. Oh. Brighton, Brighton they, are, they are very good players. They have very good... In fact, Graham Potter has very good players. So I see Brighton winning the game. I see Brighton. I see Brighton winning this game at home. I see Brighton winning this game at home. Finally, for today, we have Arsenal versus Fulham by 5:30 p.m. This is a game everyone needs to watch. Marco Silva's Fulham and Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. Of course, Mikel Arteta won um, manager of the manager of the of the month of the month of August. He he he's just the only Arsenal are the only team that have hundred percent win as in hundred percent record. Three over three, they won three of they played three games, first three games and they won the first three games. I heard this is the first time in eighteen years such a thing is happening. So it's it's a good one. It's a it's a step in the right. It's it's, it's a walk in the right direction. Arsenal is a team that people would want to because they play fantastic football. You are excited when you watch an Arsenal team and the way. The way they play football, the progression from the defense to the midfield, from midfield to the attackers is superb. It's superb. It's a good one. So Arsenal will take on Fulham by 5:30 p.m. today. On Sunday, being tomorrow, the 28th of August, we have Aston Villa versus West Ham by 2 p.m. I see Aston Villa, West Ham. They're yet to win a game. They need to win this game. They got in Lucas Paqueta. I don't know if he'll be starting the game, but Skamaka, their new striker from South Sulu, should be starting this game against them. Aston Villa. Though you won't, you, you take off um, the likes of Danny, Danny Ings and um, Oli Watkins. For Aston Villa, they've been playing very good football. They've been scoring goals. They've been good. Cotillo too has been great for Aston Aston Villa. But then I feel West Western will have will win this game against them. I feel Western will win this game against them. David Myers, I feel he win this. His first, he's going to get his first three points tomorrow by 2 p.m. Aston Villa versus West Ham by 2 p.m. Wolves take on Newcastle. Newcastle straight win. <laughs> no much talk. Wolves take on Newcastle by 2 p.m. tomorrow as well. Newcastle would win this game fair and square. Nottingham Forest take on um, Tottenham hmm, by 4.30 p.m. Tottenham should be winning this game, but then you don't take New Nottingham Forest for, uh, for granted at home. It's their home ground. Their city stadium. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's their home ground. So, fans... Fans being present, there will be will be a decider as well. It's going to be a huge boost for Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest versus Tottenham tomorrow by 4:30 p.m. Now moving on to the La Liga, we have um on Saturday being that's today we have Elche versus Rusos that by 4:30 p.m. Real Valcano will take on Mallorca by 6:30 p.m. Almeria will take on Sevilla by 9 p.m. Sevilla should be winning this game. They've not won. They've, it's just one point. They, they lost their first game, drew their second game. They should win this game against uh, Almeria. I don't think Almeria would uh, pose a threat against them. Um, Joel Lopatogi and uh, Lopetogi's um, Sevilla team. Now on Sunday, Getafe versus Villarreal. I see Villarreal winning this game against Getafe. Getafe versus Villarreal will be played by 4:30 p.m. tomorrow. Baka take on Real Valladolid at home at the Neo Camp by 6:30 p.m. Baka straight win. Espanyol will take on Real Madrid by 9. 
p.m. at their home ground. Real Madrid will be winning this one fair and square. Now on Monday, Monday Night Football, we have Cadiz. Cadiz will take on Athletic Bibao by 7 p.m. This game is going to be quite tricky. We have also on Monday Night Football, we have Valencia versus AM Atletico Madrid by 9 p.m. I'll take I'll take it again. On Monday being the 29th, we have Cadiz versus Athletic Bibao by 7 p.m. Then Valencia versus Atletico Madrid by 9 p.m. Now in the Syria R, in Syria R, of course we have some games that we have played yesterday. Now today being the 27th, fixtures for today we have Cremonese versus Torino by 5:30 p.m. Torino should be winning this game against Cremonese. Cremonese versus Torino by 5:30 p.m. Juventus take on AS Roma. This is a game everyone used to watch. A game you need to watch. <laughs> Allegri versus George, uh, uh, Allegri versus Jose Mourinho. It's a game everyone would need really, really, really to watch. Juventus versus AS Roma by 5:30 p.m. Roma has won like they've been winning 1-0, 1-0. Like they, they once they score one, they will defend and ensure that they end the game with three points. So I've got to see how they will be defending against the likes of uh, likes of Di Maria, the likes of Vlanovic, the likes. You know they have good players there. They have very good players there. So Juventus versus AS Roma by 5:30 p.m. AC Milan versus Bologna by 7:45 p.m. This is a straight win for AC Milan. Spezia versus Sevilla by 7:45. Uh, no. Spencer versus Sausulo, rather. Spencer versus um, Sausulo by 7.45 p.m. Now, on Sunday being tomorrow, we have Salentiana versus Sampdoria by 5.30 p.m. Verona take on Atalanta. This is going to be a dicey game. I see Atalanta winning this game. Verona versus Atalanta by 5.30 p.m. Florentina. We'll take on Napoli by 7.45 p.m. I see um, I see Napoli winning this game against Florentina. Florent- Florentina take on Napoli by 7.45 p.m. tomorrow. And finally, Lecce will take on Empoli by 7.45 p.m. Moving on to the um, Bundesliga for today. We have Hertha Berlin versus Dortmund. Dortmund, I don't know what happened against Werder Bremen. You are winning the game by two goals to nil. From the 88 minutes, everybody went to sleep. By 95 minutes... As in full time, the game ended three to, in favor of Weather Bremen. That we are two goals down at the 88 minute. How that miracle happened, I still can't. Like, I still can't. I, I still can't fathom. I see Dortmund beating Hertha Berlin fair, as in beating them very well. Because this is something when you score goals, you try as much as possible to hold that. Like you seal off that game. I feel in that game against Weather Bremen, they had opportunity to notch in more goals. Imagine they were winning by four goals to nil, and it's. I don't think. I don't think these people were able to score at least 4-4 four, 5-4 four, four, four in, in 7 minutes. It's not possible. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. So, Hertha Berlin versus Dortmund. I see Dortmund winning this game by 2.30 p.m. today. Hoffenheim take on, take on Osborg by 2.30 p.m. as well. Most of their games will play by 2.30 p.m. today. Hoffenheim versus Osborg by 2.30 p.m. Mainz take on Bayer Leverkusen by 2.30 p.m. RB Leipzig. Leipzig. We'll take on Wolfsburg by 2.30 p.m. Shaka Ofo will take on Union Berlin by 2.30 p.m. And finally, Bayern Munich will take on Borussia Mönchengladbach by 5.30 p.m. On Sunday, it's still in the Bundesliga. Tomorrow, we have FC Cologne versus VFB Stuttgart by 2.30 p.m. Whether Bremen take on, on Frankfurt. I see Frankfurt winning this game. <laughs> Whether Bremen take on Frankfurt by 4 or at least at least over over two, over 1.5. I see two goals, two or more goals being scored in the game against the, against the Weather Bremen. Weather Bremen versus Frankfurt by 4.30 p.m. Then finally, on in the League 1, we have um, today... 
Oxdrive vs Salzburg by 4 p.m. Lens take on Rennes by 8 p.m. Those two games that we played in the League One today. Tomorrow being the 28th of August, we have Nates versus Tolos by 12 Toles by 12 p.m. Breeze take on Mont Montpellier by 2 p.m. tomorrow. Lawrence take on Clermont Fort by 2 p.m. tomorrow. Most of, most of these games will be played. Tomorrow's game, most of them will be played by 2 p.m. Nice, OGC Nice take on Marcel by 2 p.m. Torres. Torres, most of these names are quite funny. Torres take on Angers by 2 p.m. Remens take on Lyon. Lyon that was battered by by PSG would batter Remens. In fact, they will spell Remens tomorrow by 2 p.m. They lost that game by seven goals to one. <laughs> wow. Remis versus Lyon, 2 p.m. tomorrow. And finally, PSG take on Monaco. That game will be quite interesting. That game will be quite interesting. It will be played. It will be played by 8 p.m. Yes, you play by 8 p.m. 8 p.m. tomorrow. The Champions League draws have been done. It was done on Thursday. And yesterday being Friday, the Europa League draws happened. The two teams will be, they've been grouped in eight different groups. Go from Group A down to Group H. I'm going to list it, list them all. In Group A, we have Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, and Rangers. People, I feel people that would make it out of this group should be Liverpool and Napoli. But then you don't rule out the likes of Ajax and Rangers. You don't rule out the likes of Ajax. They, they would, they could spin up a surprise or two against them, against the, 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 the oppositions they'll be playing, the oppositions they'll be playing against in, in this group, Group A. Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, and Rangers. Yes. Now, in the Group B, we have Porto, Atletico Madrid, Lever uh, Bayer Leverkusen, and Club Bruges. I'm seeing Porto and Atletico Madrid making it out of this group. In Group C, we have um. In Group C, we have Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Pilsa. I see is a this is a group of deaths, but I see Barcelona and Bayern Munich making it out. Inter could try. They well, they could try. But I don't see Inter Milan um, being a, a summing block to Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Like I said, football you never can tell. But I see Bayern Munich topping that. They are, they are, I see Bayern Munich in round of sixteen already. I see Bayern Munich in round of sixteen. It's not left for Barcelona and Inter Milan to. Uh, totally that who would join uh, uh, Bayern Munich out of from that group. In Group D, we have Frankfurt, entering Frankfurt, Tottenham, Sporting Lisbon, and Marseille. This is a very tricky team. It's a very tricky, it's a very, very tricky one. But I see Frankfurt, Marseille, I see Tottenham too. Though, Conte has not really been great in uh, in Europe. He's, he does well in club football. But as in within the same, um, as in normal club football, not European football and not, not in, in the UAL or in the UCL, uh, he doesn't really do well in, in Europe like that. But this is a new this is a new team. It's a new challenge. They could go or go. They could qualify. It's like they'll qualify. Entrant Frankfurt, Tottenham, Sporting Lisbon, and Marcel. I see Tottenham and Frankfurt. Ah, oh, it's gonna be a tough one. But let's see how it goes. Milan in Group E. We have Milan, AC Milan, Chelsea, Salzburg, Dynamo Zagreb. I see Milan and Chelsea making it out of this group, fair and square. In Group F, we have Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk, and then Celtic. Real Madrid, RB Leipzig making it out into the next group. That is it. Get, getting into the round of um, the round of sixteen. In Group G, we have Mas, um, Sevilla, Manchester City, Dortmund, and FC Copenhagen. I see Man City and Dortmund. Sevilla has not been convincing this period. They've not been too convincing. So Manchester City, Sevilla, and um, Dortmund. Manchester City, Sevilla, Dortmund, and FC Cup again in Group G. I see Manchester City and Dortmund making it out to the round of 16. And finally, Group H, we have PSG, Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi Haifa. Haifa. Maccabi Haifa is, um, is a club in... Um, <clears throat> 
is a club in Israel. I see PSG and Juventus making it out of this group as of this group into the round of 16. Now, for the group group stage draws for the UEA, I'm going to just call Arsenal the major things. Arsenal, are, they are in group A. It's going to be Arsenal, PSV, Bordet, Klimt and Zurich. I see Arsenal and PSV making it out from this group. In group B, we have Dynamo, Kiev, Rennes, Fenerbahce and um, Lan Lanrica. I see Dynamo Kiev and Fenerbahce making it out from this group. In group C, we have Jose Mourinho's AS Roma. We have AS, AS Roma, Lod, um, Gretz and uh, Betis and HJK. HJK, I see AS Roma and, Ludo, and Real Betis making it out from this group. In group D, we have Praga, Malmo, Union Berlin and St. Gilois. I see Malmo and Praga making it out. But whatever, you don't rule out Union Berlin, anything can happen. In Group E, we have Manchester United, Real Sociedad, FC Sheriff and Omonia. I see Manchester United and Real Sociedad making it out from this group. In Group F, we have Lazio, Feyenoord, Michelin and um, Sturin. We have, I see Lazio and Feyenoord making it out from this group. In Group G, we have Olympiacos, Quabrak, um, Fribourg and Nates. I see Olympiacos and Fribourg. Making it up from this group. Um, we, the group here, we have Monaco. Um, we have this name is, I guess this is, is it Ukraine? Ukraine, Sivza, Sivza, Monaco, um, Transvestor, and uh, Vrena, Friend Varos, Friend Varos. I see Monaco and Transvestor, <laughs> the Turkish side, Transvestor. Trabzonspor making it Sport, rather making it out of this group. Monaco and Transvaspor making it out from this group. So, but Arsenal, Man United, AC, look at the, I, I'm going to talk about the four, four clubs that will be making it out from this group. We have Arsenal, AC Milan. I mean, sorry, Arsenal, PSV, Roma. Okay, not they're more than four. Okay, let's just see. those are making it to the semi-finals from the look of things. We have Arsenal, Manchester United, Lazio, and Roma. That's just it. Arsenal, Manchester United, Lazio and Roma. Those are the clubs I feel would make it to the to, to, to semi-finals no matter what happens. No matter what happens. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for clicking on the link to enjoy football here on um, Anchor, Anchor app. This is, my name is Eberi. My name remains Eberi. And um, I, I really, really appreciate, I really appreciate your effort coming in, you know, to listen, to listen to us talk football and all things that has to do with Football Sports Hub with the Bear would come up again at on Facebook Live on Fridays. It starts up on Fridays by 5 p.m. by 5 p.m. to 6:30 p.m. That's it. And one hour 30 minutes. One, one hour 30 minutes. We also do this podcast every Saturday by 10 a.m. Thank you so 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 much. May your team win. May the best team win. It's quite interesting. And may the last we have a lot to talk about by once the transfer market ends. Come Friday. I mean, come Wednesday. That's on the first. We, we'll see who got who. Who are the losers, best losers in the transfer market? Who got an A? Who got a B? You know, a whole lot to be talked about on Friday and also on Saturday. It's the weekend, guys, and it's it's as a football weekend. I'm super thrilled. I'm super thrilled. Thank you so so much. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This is Ebere Oji, and I am signing out. Cheers. Bye.